Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Alan from the West Midlands, and you're listening to Dame Baptiste Questions Everything. My question is, what album, book, or film do you love now that you originally didn't like? Okay, here comes the show. And remember... Question everything. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, a podcast for myself, comedian, writer, and occasional actor, Dame Baptiste, my producer friend, Howard Cohen, a.k.a. The Hizza. Hello! And a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked, and we are talking everything from... We are talking everything from Alan from the West Midlands question. What album, book or film do you like now that you originally didn't like? And it's very easy for me to tell you this, Dane. It's the film Alien. Uh, When I was a kid, I thought it was shit. Uh, And I thought that was a crap alien. Uh, But then I realised that it's an amazing film. It's an amazing film. Do you not see the part where... Well, when I watched Alien as a kid, my dad was like, Dane, come in and watch this. And he showed me a chest burst for the first time. I didn't like Alien either because I was like, well, no sleep. <laughs> um, I thought the Xenomorphs were very, very scary. I was like, that there is a enormous teeth, toothed penis poking out of that man's chest. So that's going to stay with me for a while. Yeah, toothed penises is not a nice phrase, by the way, just so you know. I, I don't know when an album, but I'd say maybe the work of Future, a rapper called Future. Okay, yeah. At first I was like, what is this? And now I'm like, it's all right. Now I get it. So it was maybe a point at which, you know, I had to come to terms with the fact that as I'm getting older, there's a lot more of music, which I won't get because it's not for me. And I'm comfortable with yeah. that now. So, but Future is around about my age, but I think he kind of changed the sound and it was more of that Atlanta-based auto-tune town. And I was like, this is not real rap. And blah, 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 blah. And then I realised what I sounded like <laughs> and I was like, oh, relax, buddy. It's just, it's fine. Well, it's a good question. And uh, listeners, we want to hear your answers. Uh, and as always on this show, we ask and answer all the questions, don't we, Dane? Absolutely. I mean, more than ever, you must be questioning your reality, guys. So no question is too stupid. No question is too big or too small. And if you do like the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify and you'll never miss an episode. Or subscribe to us on Acast, the world's largest podcast network. With that being said, on today's show is a Bristol-born comedian, actor, TV presenter and all-round polymath. Her debut show, 31, was nominated for the Best Newcomer Award at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. This was followed up by her critically acclaimed five-star live show, The Ballad of Kylie Jenner's Old Face, or alternatively known as Serious Black Jumper, which is available to watch on Amazon Prime UK right now. She is also one of the hosts of Netflix's Crazy Delicious and the BAFTA-nominated Snackmasters, as well as amazing TV shows like Good Omens. Please welcome to the show, the George Rappin, Jade Adams. Woo! What? an introduction thank you so oh, much yeah. what flattering. a performer oh well you're very kind and i might i say this is the best way to start a podcast off with me yeah well Com- say nice things about you just compliments it always just yeah. really makes you feel better doesn't it 
it'd be amazing one day to think that we we didn't have anything to say about anyone, right, Dane? Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, they, they they haven't really done much, but you know they're here. Well, yeah, but even, but even, even then, the idea would be kind of that we want to make sure that those people felt welcome as well. So yeah, everyone mm. everyone gets their flowers, Jade. If there's one podcast where one day people are like, well, what was Jade before, before she ruled her own country? Who was she before she was in charge of this nation? And they can come back to this podcast and hear about all of your achievements that qualified you for that role as Prime Minister of New England. So, yeah, we, we want to <laughs> elevate people. This is a, this is a, this is a pedestal-based podcast. We, our guests are very much oh, yeah. esteemed, and so... You know. And well, welcome to 2021, everyone. This is this is 2021, apparently. Where so. Actually, if we're learning anything in 2021, it is that entertainers do not make great politicians. <laughs> I mean, I would say entertainer is generous. Although when you look back on America's history, I, think, I can't really think of most, most other countries that would elect like um, entertainers. But America has done it twice with Ronald Reagan and with the uh, former president, Donald Trump. That's right. I said former. Don't like it. I got a dick for you to suck. <laughs> Bill Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton maybe is an entertainer. I mean, he had a very good saxophone uh, playing skills, didn't he? Uh, the way so. you say it like that, it sounds like a euphemism. Well, we could play a saxophone <laughs> if you. <laughs> well, I knew that there was no way to to skirt around. That was his theme song. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, he. I mean, I feel it's it's almost worrying that like we do. Uh, elevate these uh, representatives based on them having this additional skill, like maybe being musicians. In fact, do you know that uh, Louis Farrakhan is a trump- was a, tr- a trumpet player before he uh, became the leader of the Nation of Islam? Nice, good fact. Yeah. However, I'm just saying that when we're as entertainers, they would say to us, "Stay out of politics." Why don't politicians stay out of entertainment? Is what I'm trying to say. Well, he's I, the thing is, is I mean, yes, I think I think the term politician is generous as well, yeah. um, because I think truly what he is, and and that all ha- I mean, it all happened yesterday, which is which is he's a psychopath, and and as soon I think as soon as someone shows that level of like you know being detached from like how you apathy, like, yeah, uh, he doesn't. But the thing is, his own family said it, his own niece said it, his own mother said it, like. In a completely mm. objective interview, they were asked, his own family were asked, is he good enough for this job? And they were all like, no. no. And, and, then his, and then people were like, his family don't know what he's talking about. The people who raised him, mm. I'm sure they do. Have you guys um, have you guys listened to the or read the Fire and Fury book by Michael Wolf? Yes. No. Um, I would say that listening to the audio version is sensational because it, it, it feels like, Dane, you, you said I you read, read it, it yeah. you know. It feels a little bit like fiction, right? But then you realise it's based on reality. So, Jay, so Jay, in the book, right, the book is basically about, like, the first 100 days in the White House of Donald Trump. And mm. the guy who wrote it was like, yeah, this was, like, the first 100 days of Donald Trump. Donald Trump was like, he's lying. I never met this guy. There was a picture with Donald Trump, with the guy. Mm. <laughs> Well, nobody knew he was there. They, nobody asked him to leave. He just sat there and just watched for about 100 days, which was, um, it's an amazing listen, but it does seem like... Yeah, I mean, it was, I personally feel like it doesn't seem amazing. If you've paid attention to who Donald Trump is as a person, none of this should surprise mm. you. Jade, just to give you an overview of this book here, this guy said, they were like, what's he like? <laughs> listen to this, Jade. I want you to understand, yeah? And people need to understand this. He laughs at nothing. He has no joy. No joy. I'm not finished there. You know what he said? The only time Donald Trump laughs is if he is laughing at the expense of another human being or someone else is being ridiculed. So here's my issue, Dane, and both of you, actually. Mm. Uh, Here's my issue. 
the thing is with Donald Trump is that everyone talks about these personality traits that he has and they and they talk about them and they're so surprised by them. But when you are someone who has met this person before, it's just like, of course, yeah, that person should never have like, never. I find it really hard to be shocked by his behavior because I've mm. met someone. Uh, we've all, like, I don't know if you have, but I've specifically met someone who doesn't only laughs at their own, um, only laughs at the uh, misfortune of other people, yeah. um, mm. uh, has meg- megalomania maniacal fantasies who um lies who constantly lies and believes their own lies as well it's not just the lying it's the belief in his own bollocks and that's that's the most astonishing thing of all and why he's fascinating because he just utterly believes all of the shit that comes out of his gob and Mm. and but that these people exist he's like you know this is he's the amalgamation of all those traits that we we all blame our ex-boyfriends or girlfriends having you know oh they Mm. they were a narcissist he is the embodiment of all of those traits that you have called people in your past i find i don't find anything he does surprising i just at at all. all i know exactly who he is his own mother this is the story as well his own mother so First of all, Donald Trump was never supposed to be in charge of the Trump fortune. He had an older brother. His older brother, brother was this. So his older, older brother. The older brother was an alcoholic, and that's why Donald but Trump. But he became an um, alcoholic because he was disowned by his father because his father yeah. lambasted him for making affordable housing for blacks and Latinos in New York and said, yes. "You are scum. How can you remember this family?" So, so saddened by his father's malevolence, he drank himself to death. Now, before this, when they were kids, the story is they both had their separate Lego blocks, and they were both building Lego. And Donald Trump did not have enough Lego. So he went to his brother and used to sport and in a very brattishly way, threw a tantrum, demanding that his brother, older brother would give him some of his bricks to make his own toy. His brother, being his older brother and having a soul, gave him these said pieces of Lego. Donald Trump, you know what he did? Stuck them together so no one could use them. Glued yeah, he glued them together, together right? so no one could use them. That's a story from his own mother. His own mother said this. <laughs> when, even crazy, after, right? even after his own niece was like, "This man is a monster." It's going to be a remarkable era we're going to live through, eh? But, um, <laughs> he was, I, like, <laughs> I like optimism, optimism, Howard. How do you see the dude? <laughs> well, I've got to be. I've got a child now, Dane. I've got a child. I've got to try and hope for the this world. But um, but it's probably time for a question, hey, Dane, as the uh, as the format of this podcast dictates. Absolutely. So, new year, new guest, old Dane. So. Mm. Uh, the mm. format remains the same in that uh, Jade is our very esteemed and welcome guest. We invite you to ask the first question, which we will all discuss for like 15 minutes and some change. Then how do ask a question and we will do the same. And then lather, rinse, repeat. Mm. I'll ask you a question, which we'll all discuss. And then uh, as well as the amazing plot that you've already accumulated, you can tell our audience where we can find your stuff next and we can all continue to love and achieve until the end of the world. Sound like a plan? <laughs> plan. Cool, my dear. Please let us know your first question. Uh, so it's so basically it's any question mm, anything you like I've been asking this question my whole life and I ask all sorts of people this question how big does a crumb have to be in order to be classified as a biscuit again oh now that is very very complicated um, what 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 has inspired you to ask this question throughout your life Jade? um just because I came up with it myself and I mm. didn't regurgitate it from a meme somewhere. And it also makes people, I'm in the conversation always veers off into lots of other things because obviously the crumb and biscuit mm. can be a metaphor. So I just mm. find it an interesting co- uh, question to ask someone. Um, mm. uh, and I thought it'd be perfect for the podcast. 
Thank you. It's a great one. Thank you one. very I mean, much. It, it, does ta- it does allow for tangents like the whole, um, when does a, 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 a soup become a stew? Is a is a is yeah. a similar. How thing. many lumps does it take to make a stew from a soup? Like, <laughs> yeah. What? When does it? When does it change? Yeah. yeah. The crumb thing's a tricky one, though, isn't it? Because I'm just thinking about kind of like you know those shortbread things that you get in like you know the little Marks and Spencers box. Yeah, I end up on a first class train and they go. I give those two like uh, yeah. shortbreads. I think I feel like this is like to wait the work to work this out is like there's there's a certain level of mathematics to it. Do you know like sometimes in tabloid newspapers when they could be reporting on like geopolitical events and they go, here's a formula for making a perfect slice of toast, and then they show you this formula <laughs> of like the elevation of the butter and how I think there's the crumb. I guess is I guess it pertains to the original um, size of the uh, the biscuit it came from. Now I need to, but and. Are we just talking about biscuit, or is bread included in this? Mm. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I can open the question up to be a bit more general. We could turn okay. this into a sort of whole just crumb. The definition of crumb, because sometimes breadcrumbs are used as coating for various types of poultry, and I'm like, that's all very small types of crumb. But then, like I said, you've got. Mm. But then, how do we distinguish a crumb from a crouton? Is it because a crouton is cuboid, uh, and are <laughs> croutons cuboids as well? <laughs> I've had some disappointing croutons in my life as well. It's worth pointing Ooh, out. Oh, a you soggy know, crouton. They're awful. You know, when you get the, you're just like, that's just mushing my soup now, mate. You've just ruined this for everyone, actually. Um, but um, do you like a crouton, Dane? Th- I'm not that opposed to them, but I find that normally mm. I, the type of places that croutons occur in just not really, doesn't really work for me. Like I normally see croutons in like a Caesar salad and I'm lactose intolerant, not too big on the cheese in a, in a Caesar salad. Um, mm. and, I don't, and I don't really normally tend to do soup when I'm dining. If, it, if it's normally an a la carte course meal and they're like, you will start with a soup, I'll go for that. But normally I won't leave my house to enjoy a soup. Although a very nice uh, thing to do, you know, when, like you always buy a packet of tomatoes that you never mm-hmm. use. I've always got of course, tomatoes of course. rotting. If you yeah, just like yeah. chuck a load of olive oil, salt and pepper and some garlic and roast that and then just whiz it up you've got tomato soup and you've made it at home and it costs nothing not only that jade if you don't even roast it up you can save that got a bit of bruschetta as well for when the kids get home oh yeah oh lovely yeah and not only that if you add a bit of garlic to that or maybe some chop some spring onion with that bit of um cilantro for our international listeners or coriander now you've got some pico de gaia for your tacos i absolutely love that combination nothing better than nothing be it can't be it can't be it jade just to throw another one into the mix on the whole um, food boundaries, I think is what we're talking about here. And it's um, when a crisp becomes a chip is a very, very fine line in potato ethics, no? Yeah. Because it's, you know, you can get a nice, thick, crunchy um, chip. You know, you know the ones I mean in your, in your bag of chips where you get the really good. Is that a crisp? Oh, that's a good point. I just want to say as well, a black man invented crisps. Really? Yes. And guess how it came about? Basically, he was serving potatoes to this guy as a white dad. And he was like, I don't like what this boy is making. Things ain't thin enough. And he was like, <laughs> that's as thin as a potato can go. I don't like it, boy. You're going to have to make it thinner. Maybe you got to cook it to a crisp. And the black man said, hmm, maybe I will. Now, I need, if it was me, we wouldn't have crisps today because I'd have been spunking up all up in that food. But <laughs> this man was a better man than me and decided to use his culinary skills. And that's how crisp, and they were sliced so thinly, he was like, here you go, Mr. White Man. Thin enough for you? And the white guy was like, mm, yes, they are, boy. 
What you call these? And he went, Chris. And he went, cool. I'm going to steal the pad, boy, because it's America. And that's wow. the story of crisps. Um, but the crumb thing is, it's a good point, Jane. I think it, mm. I think it should be, I think it should be, I guess it's a function of the um, food article from which it's come from. Because I remember saying before, like with the, you know, with uh, chocolate chips and stuff and like biscuits, I'd be like, how many things do you put into a biscuit before it becomes a cake? It all came from a time where I, it was, I remember when I was younger, I was on a coach going to a disco dancing competition. Long story. There's other podcasts where you can listen to that stuff. Um, But uh, I was on the coach and I was eating, I was eating a biscuit and I had it on me and someone said, oh, you got crumbs on you. And then someone said, no, that's, she's got another, she's got a biscuit on her. (laughs) I don't like that person. They're mean, Jade. I don't like that person. Sounds like that sounds like some a malcontent that is that's jealous of your bosom. Would you give it to another person? That's my. That's probably one of my dividing lines between crumb and biscuit. Is would you go? Oh, do you want this biscuit? It's small, but I mean, it's a biscuit. Or would you consider it a crumb? Because you're never going to go. Would you like this crumb, mate? I'd probably open a packet and just give them a fresh one. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> There you go. And that's why you can't be a politician, Jade, because rather than just throwing people your crumbs and morsels, you're like, I'm going to open a fresh packet. You sound like a socialist when it comes to biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> I've got lots of capitalist traits, but yeah, I think when, when it, comes it comes to biscuits, you've got to share the love. Yeah. I often find the most satisfying bit in a, in a, in a, you know, a, a, a biscuit scenario or a crisp scenario is those crumbs at the bottom of the, you know, when you get to the bottom of the thing and it's just that little lingering bit of dust and you can... I'd, I'd buy a bag of that dust, There's, actually, if they started selling that's, it. That's almost the confectionery equivalent of being like a crackhead, all right? That's like you're, you're, you're looking in ashtrays in a pub for like, yeah, you're, you're looking in ashtrays for a pub for being like, that's not been smoked the whole way. Oh, I like that. Licking the foil. <laughs> yeah, licking the foil, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I want to say, we are not judging on this podcast. These are observations, not condemnations. But yeah, some people like that. It's, you know, licking the foil, you know... People, People love, love a little it. bit of heroin. I hear it's very Moorish. It is very popular. Absolutely is. It absolutely is. I think, but um, I don't know. I, I feel as well. But, but then what about breadcrumbs? Because breadcrumbs, like, you know, like panko uh, breadcrumbs, mm. they're really small, right? I've got them. And those, go, and those go, go all over, like, you know, your, your, your prawns or, or, you know. Um, or your chicken. Or, or your, yeah, your chicken, your carrot aggie and stuff, or your, your tempuras. And I'm just like, are those mm. breadcrumbs? I think bread. But I'm all breadcrumbs. I wouldn't like, call that. I would never call that a biscuit. I would never call. I would never. I would never go to someone fancy some panko breadcrumbs. Like you know, I'm never giving them as a as a, no. as, a as a snack with a piece of tea. You know, or whatever. You know, kind of, coo- happen, a it? cookie and a cookie crumb. I mean, I think those are quite clear. But then, is, if you have a chocolate chip cookie and a chip falls from the collection, the collective consciousness mm. of said cookie or the collective cookiness, is that a crumb? Yes, great question. This is our meaning. Mm. I think it probably is a crumb because it yeah. does belong to a cookie so maybe it's about who it used to belong to mm, and obviously yeah. there's a lot of metaphors in that as well <laughs> exactly i think i think crumbs have like there's a lot of scope for crumbs to become again returned to become part of a greater because isn't like mm. ch- uh cheesecake like the base of cheesecake like almost like crushed up crumbs biscuits yeah biscuit yeah, yeah that's yeah. what that is right so i don't know the really yeah. the real question is jade is can anything be a crumb because if you look at a crumb microscopically that will have smaller uh, particles of said crumb and aren't those crumbs pertaining to that particular crumb so what is the quantum of crumb I guess is what we're trying to work out here mm. I think the best crumb is cake crumb potentially because I think even if you've had some of the cake you can still have some cake crumb 
and anyone could just pick up a bit of cake crumb. Whereas if I was eating a biscuit right now and you came and just ate a bit of the crumb of the biscuit, I'd be like, mate, just have a biscuit. Whereas if you had some cake crumb, I'd be like, fine. Oh, I only want a little bit of that, you know, like that. Oh, I just have a bit. Just a little bit of that. Coward, that's a sound theory, but let me ask you a question, brother. What (laughs) What if it's a crumb cake, coward? Then what do you do, uh, Howard? If it's a crumb you, cake, curveball. It's too meta now. It's too meta for me. It's too meta for me to be able to understand. Um, uh, it's, it's it's interesting, and I think I think ultimately this question makes me think that people should respect the crumb. Basically, um, people should stop you know. being mean to Jade about is that crumb. Just because that's how you don't get a biscuit, you mean piece of shit, whoever you were. Fuck you. Yeah. None for you. Don't share no biscuits with that person, Jade. I I didn't. Good, and that's why they were angry. I picked yeah. it up off my top and I went. Mm-mm. And then he went, I've got an eating disorder, but I have to project onto Jade because I can't rationalize it in my own head. It's my entire childhood. Of course. Making me want to go and buy a bag of cookies. Go and buy a bag of Space Invaders and lick the foil. Oh, that would be exciting, Ooh. wouldn't it? Do you know what? <laughs> Guys, don't tempt them because if you think they won't take the flavorings you get on Space Invaders and make them into like acid star tabs for kids, they will. <laughs> I've I've um had the pure I've had the pure powder of quavers in the quaver factory. So I've had Ooh. really Jade got all the snacks plugs. How, how did you get it? How did you take it, Jade? I've done, how did beef, you... I've done the beef monster munch flavouring as well. Oh my goodness. Is this from the dark mm. internet? Oh and pickle I've done pickled onion as well. No, oh, yes. from Snapmasters. I've been this is on Snapmasters. Oh, all right. Was it amazing, Jade? Was it like a, a life changing experience? Do you know what? I didn't think it was going to be, but it has been actually. I, <laughs> I've, I, the, well, it's also because it's totally not my life either. Like I, I go up mm. to the north and I'm hanging out with loads of people in factories that do this job that we all benefit greatly from. Or I definitely have. Mm. And um, I was watching it and I was also seeing like the sort of, I was just seeing a lot, you know, it's not my life at all. And it, it, you know, it very could have been my, if I was born up North, I probably worked in mm. a factory, you know, there wasn't mm-hmm. that many factories in Bristol for me to work in. Um, but uh, if I'd been up North, I probably would have worked in a factory. And what I really loved is that the people that work there, they like, so there's this guy, he worked at Snickers and um, I said, Oh, how did you end up working at Snickers? And he said, well, I went to university when I was younger. He was in his like, say late forties, maybe early fifties. He said, I went to university when I was younger. I was one of the first people in my family to, and I went off and he did like biochemistry or something like that. And he said, I got this little job just before I went, which was at the, the, you know, the local Mars factory for Snickers. And then afterwards he said, he said, Oh, I came back from university and I needed a job. So I worked at the factory again because hmm. I enjoyed it so much he said and I've never he said I've and that's where I've stayed I haven't done anything with my degree I love my job and and I've been able to achieve from it everything that I've always wanted to achieve my my wife's got this and my children have got that and it's great it was great hmm. and it was just um I I just I, I'm sure there's lots of people that work in the factories that don't feel like that as well but the other thing that was quite I mean this is quite depressing what I'm about to say but, okay, we go up and down on this podcast. Uh, I also, so, you know, we're having to sort of, we want to change the sort of plastic thing. And I know lots of big businesses are trying to make their products sustainable, especially especially because everyone's made sustainability so trendy. Um, obviously, the big companies know that their products will sell more if they mm. are sustainable and help uh, and you know e- eco-friendly and all that but I was in the factories and I was watching all the plastic go down because I you're that's what that's what I'm watching and I was just thinking like if this plastic didn't go down this factory in this way 
where where are all these people going to work? Where mm. where are they going? And then mm. I was like, and I was like, okay. I, and that, and that's what I thought uh, when I was there. And I was like, I was like, you know, it's a everything's much more complicated a conversation than we give it credit for. I think sometimes I think people oversimplify things to. Why did you think you that'd know, be controversial to say? Just I, <laughs> I think it's controversial, Jade. You don't come on Dave's podcast knowing I don't like nuts talking about Snickers men. I'm not here for that, Jade. Now that was controversial. <laughs> We're a Mars-based podcast, Jade. A Mars-based podcast for Mars bars. They help you work, rest, and play. Not to have your breath smell like freaking peanuts. <laughs> what? That's got to be said. Please well, continue. I, I will say that the reason <laughs> I probably thought it was controversial is because I have in the past spoken up about working class people and, you mm. know, st- I've said stuff about it. And because mm. the side of the working class or, uh, is not often the side that is y- the people that I, you know, like, the politically astute or the politically yeah. vocal, yeah. But I mean, but even political awareness is a uh, middle class privilege that few can afford. It's very easy to talk about sustainability and ethical corporate practices when you are able to have this discussion. But if your life depends on you being able to bring home money for your children, then it's very hard for you to sit down and muse about the uh, ethical aspect of your jobs. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's nothing controversial about it. It's just you know, it really it's a part of you know the whole larger question for 2021, which I'm sure we will address in this podcast later on this year, listeners. Which is about the fact that we are very inextricably tied to capitalism, and uh, you know our labour has been exploited, maybe to the point whereby we are now dependent on upon it in many ways. So really, mm-hmm. the question is not so much about the use of plastic and these people finding a job. It's how much is a job going to mean when you know the person who is one of the most outspoken about artificial intelligence is now one of the richest men in the world. A few crumbs from my brain, do you know what I mean? A few crumbs. <laughs> um, exactly. Bring it back to crumbs. Um, <laughs> um, my question, I like your question, Jade. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue into my question because it's linked, actually, um, to, to the world of crumbs uh, and, and kind of sugary snacks because... Um, as our as our listeners would would know from the intro and hopefully from watching the shows, you know, you, you uh, have, have worked on some lovely culinary shows in the past couple of years. And um, uh, my question is very important. I think this is a very important question. It teaches us a lot about each other. Okay, so I'm going to make it really simple. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Biscuit, chocolate, or sweets. If you had to pick one of the three, I'd say, main commodities of sugary <laughs> treats, which one are you going with? Jade, your face, just listeners. Jade, I don't know if I've ever seen Jade. The reason why, serious. Howard, is because I feel like Jade feels like you are reducing the breadth, 
Sure. Confectionery is a spectrum, Howard. Don't be Confectionery is a spectrum. I'm aware. <laughs> I would say that you end up with people in these three camps a lot of the time. I'm going to leave cake out of it because cake's a bigger question for another time. But Fuck to cake. me, if, I'm so not into cake. Ooh. But also, it's not something you get. But cake's not something you get. <laughs> cake's not something you get out of the cupboard as easily as as a biscuit, a bit of chocolate, or a sweet. You see, what I mean, you've got those in your cupboard. If you're only having one for the rest of your days, Dane, Jade, which one are you going for? Jade, you first, of course. It's tough. Um, chocolate. I don't know, Jade. It's like telling me someone telling me to pick between my kids, which one of my kids are going to kill first. This is Sophie's choice for me, man. (laughs) (laughs) They've they've all they've all contributed to this wonderful woman that has sat in front of you. Um, and so it's important to choose wisely. Now, I think first of all, if it was between chocolate and biscuit, biscuits off. Like chocolate Mm. for me is the one. But then I've got mm. an issue between sweets and um, sweets and sweets and chocolate. And 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 if if I said to you now, hey Jade, we're going to go for a little walk uh, down to my local corner shop, um, and you got a couple of pounds to spend. Kit Kat. What? Kit Kat. Instantly going Kit Kat. Well, Kit Kat's my favourite confectionery to get from a shop. So, mm. but then then you know, there's a question between whether that's a biscuit or it's a chocolate. But to me, it's. It's a perfect mix. Cat. It's the perfect. It's a perfect word if you ask oh. me. It's a, it's a wafer. In, it's a wafer. I even know how they're made. There's. A, do you know what they um put inside of a Kit Kat? Other Old Kit Kats. Circle of life. Wow, that's and hardcore. It moves All chocolate. All chocolate reincorporates its um cut offs in, back into nice. its products. All so of that's them sustainable do. actually. So it means yeah. they're not wasting it. So they, they've you know, been doing that years. That's a saving grace though. But so that's we've cool. gone to the shop, Jade. We've you've, you've got a Kit Kat in one hand. In the other hand, you've got a sweet. What are you What are you picking up in the sweet section? Sweets, rhubarb and custard boiled sweets. Whoa, oh, I remember those. Well, yeah. All right. Well, all right. Old school. Oh, hang old on. school. Hang on. Wait there. And then there's this. <laughs> oh, just Let's, listeners. Jade is. Dramatically leaving the scene. This might be end of the end of the show. She's actually can't take the question. I guess Listeners, today, currently I both Howard and I are dripping with sweat in anticipation <laughs> of what James will return to this podcast with. I can't. It could wait be out. anything. Imagine it, if it was a gun and she, <laughs> what, and she was just furious at me asking this question. Chocolate gun. Oh, I just I've heard the clinking of glass. Oh, oh, oh hello, oh, Jade's back, and a this very is nice very ominous exciting. Jar. Oh, the jar looks spectacular. It does look this, is my, this is my sweets. Biscuits and chocolate jar. Ooh. That's the problem <gasps> I've got. Ooh. Oh, girl. The little lint. The little those, those, are little, those are little crickety crack rocks right there. That's like, you know, you remember the old days like with River Phoenix died from Ecstasy Ball where it was like speed, coke and heroin. That's what you just had right there. Listeners, if you can't see this, Jade has just consumed a uh, lint ball. Uh, need I say more? It's, it's as if, it's as if, Satin was made love to with a chocolate mm. penis, and that's what a lint ball is. I okay, would choose but, that over all of those things. So right. that's chocolate. You're choosing chocolate, basically. Yeah. Cool. But okay, I so do chocolate. Love Kit Kat. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, Kit Kat to me, that's way far. So for me, that's like a salad, really. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's one of my favorite. Like when when and exactly, when I have a meal deal, that's like my palate cleanser is the Kit Kat. If I'm, if I'm feeling <laughs> naughty, maybe, then I'll have a Twix because you know, I that's like- caramel. I like to eat a mm. four finger like an absolute punk. 
Nice. Really? Like you go yeah. four fingers in one? Wow, yeah. that's crazy talk. How do you, um, but Jade, I, and, a, and, a, and a quick aside, when you do bite into those four fingers immediately, how do you resolve that so that the, the bits outside of your bite don't fall off and you don't end up losing yeah, crumbs? that's a bit and messy. This how you, and then you get your chocolatey crumbs, which, which can stain. I'm always let down when I'm eating anyway, so... Um. <laughs> I'm always lying down when I'm eating anyway. So um. that's right. Safe, 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 responsible positions for enjoying confectionery. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm immediately a plate for myself, so I can just. Um, I, I mean, I haven't sat up to eat in a long time. We've sat on the sofa for what is it now? Eleven months, ten months. I like that though. You are the plate. I, I like that. You are the plate. That's a I that's a real that. that's a real as existential kind of maxim there. You are when it comes to eating food. You are the, you plate. Are the plate. I like that. Yeah. But not like I mean, in a way like, you know, when they used to put make women put sushi over their genitals in like the eighties. <laughs> not like that. Or no. or Kim Cattrall in Sex in the City too, oh, movie. Yeah, exactly. And and who wants fish by their vagina is a question for another episode, I imagine. Yeah, I don't think we've had that question yet, Dane, but you can save that for Oh, a we'll get there. Don't you worry. We're going to yeah, get there. We'll, we'll get funny, there. Dane, where do you down. stand on this this sweet biscuit chocolate universe where you're only allowed one? Where, where are you going to stand? It's a tough one. It is a really tough one because, like you said, I mean, these are different confectionaries for different uh, social events, different situations. Um, I would say probably sweets would be my thing i am a chocolate oh, fan but really how wow. i'm lactose intolerant first of all of course i forgot about your, your oh, yeah. disease. there's a limit to which i can indulge enjoying you know only so many truffles i can have before the bum trumpets do you know what i mean then <laughs> uh there's this is also issue that in the terms of my chocolate selections is that i also have to consider the fair trade aspect of the chocolate trade being right. that you know i'm aware that swiss chocolates are considered the creme de la creme a lot of the time but no, but chocolate is from the Ivory Coast and from Ghana, some of the world's largest cocoa producers. Right, Jade? It's so, but Jade, do you think I don't want to have I don't want to have a woke wallet? I don't want to have it, Jade. But unfortunately, I have to consider these things, okay? Jane! I know, I know. But how mm. could I live with myself? How could I? I do like no, but you can get you can get fair trade chocolate, that's good. Tony's is good. You know Tony's? No, Tony's mm. can suck my suck my ass, suck my dick. And <laughs> what's wrong with Tony's? Tony's can suck my dick, man. Fuck Tony's. You know, Jade, you told me you wouldn't be this controversial in this show. What you got against Big T? How can you compare a little chocolate to Tony's? They be putting pretzels in it sometimes, Jade. There's pretzels in it sometimes. That's cool. Mm. I hate pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's. Tony's. Oh, Everyone keeps taking away all my favourite things. Like, I'm Jane, trying- after all that talk about supporting the working class, you've got <laughs> Vince, Lutherack, and then you've got like dairy milk. And oh, right, everyone, this is Tony's. You're like, boo. Yeah, big Tony. Yeah, big Tony's chocolate. You're like, boo. <laughs> but but your good chocolates are fine. For shame, Jade. For shame. Good yeah. diver's fine, but. That's what, that's what everyone's, success does to you. Everyone's going to, good, going to good diver. Everyone's going to lint, but there's something wrong with Tony. Um, mm. but the thing is, however you feel about um, Tony, when it, it, one of its, I guess, uh, attributes is it is a fair trade confectioner. Mm. Um, but that's, I guess I avoid all this stuff by saying this is why I'm into the sweet game, because then I get to avoid mm. all this stuff. Because I used to be a chocolate fan, but lactose intolerance very much inhibits my ability to enjoy the full plethora of chocolate selections available to your human being. Um, so if, so if we're like, in the sweet so, shop, Dane, so if we're in, a so if we're in the sweet shop, Dane, and Good Jade's question. got a Kit Kat and a, and a little limp ball, because I'm giving her both, and uh, what are you buying, Dane? 
What am I, right. what am I treating depending, you to? Depending on the sweet shop. Now, if we're dealing with like a Bishopsgate, like bank-based sweet shop, I might go for like a quarter of midget gems or rhubarb and custard or American hard gums. That's my pick tonight. Uh, so hang on, midget gems. What was the other? Uh, I also love rhubarb and custards too. And mm. then, um, you know, if I'm fit, since Howard's paying, maybe I'll get some pear drops because fuck it, ain't my money. Do but, you know what pear yeah, drops no, it, asthma? <gasps> something in the flavoring gives me asthma like i, I it's always been said, I, I really te- i really love the taste of them but yeah i get wheezy on them i could definitely see that I, I but i'd go for the hard drums and, and but my main my favorite sweet is uh gelatin sweets now mm. i've been able to find a vegan based alternative um because, yeah but i like gelatin sweets so i like all like basically most haribo stuff Straws from are vegan. Straws are amazing. So there's things like straws, vampire mm. fangs, tang plastics, star mix. I love it. Apart from, I don't like foam gelatin sweets, like the hearts and like the fried eggs. Get the mm. fuck out of here with those. Prawns. Yeah, yeah Prawns get out of it. Right who wants you know, a fishy? What? Who wants a fish-based sweet? You know what I mean? Oh, sweet, any... sweet, but Swedish fish. Mm-mm. Mm, Swedish maybe. fish are very good. I tell you what, shit. Parma violets. I said it. I hate Palmer violets. I fucking hate Palmer violets. <laughs> I hate Palmer violets. Might as well lick a blackboard in 1944 <laughs> if you eat Palmer violets. I don't, um, listen, these war sweets, Army and Navy, Palmer violets. I'm not having this shit no more. Not, we're not at war anymore. Well, yeah, not at a not war that we can see in the developed world, but I don't want any more of these ration sweets. They've got to go. Humbugs. Yeah. Get them out of here. Campellas. That is, just, get them out of here. You know Campellas, you know that serve Campellas? Doctor surgeries and gyms. Um, I mean, I have to tell you both. That obviously, in a dream world, um, when we, you know, are out of lockdown, I'd love to take you both to a sweet shop and make this happen for real. Um, if we go to a sweet shop, Howard, and they and they try to pass off like sweets, like packaged sweets, like you know, your fruitellas, your wine gums, your Starbursts, mm, and they try to pass mm. them off as pick and mixes and charge you three p. I'm burning it down, Howard. Never yeah. the twain shall meet. Those sweets are supposed to be in a packet. There's no fucking way you're charging me. Three pence for a Starburst. Yeah. No. I mean, I was hoping it'd just be in a nice little kind of event for the three of us just to share a little nice bit of time, Dane. But if you have to burn it down, then I understand. Howard, yeah. it's not, it's, I, wish it, I wish it was as simple as that, Howard. I wish it yeah. was. But what you tend to find is that you've got people <laughs> out here that are taking sweets out of their original packaging to put them into pick and mix boxes, pass them mm. off to the youth as individual pick and mix. When the mm. truth is, if you bought six Starbursts, that would be 18 pence. So for one more... You could probably afford to buy your own packet of fucking Starburst in my day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see my Starburst there. I made a choice. A Starburst, it says that's someone else's idea how mm. that should be assembled. Or a machine has told me what should be in that packet. Pick and mix is my time, my choice. It's one of the only choices you even get as a child <laughs> that you can make yourself, that people trust you to make. You know? So passionate. So you passionate. 14 to pick your subjects at school, but when you're a child, mm. you get to pick your mix. And I don't want yeah. that being taken away from the youth of today. That's all, just that's to, all I'm just saying, con- Howard. Not only that, it encourages... Uh, Confectionary-based multiculturalism, Howard. That's a problem with Haribo. They they emphasise confectionery-based purity. I like straws, but maybe I want to mix those straws with a few gummy bears, with a few <laughs> vampire teeth, mm-hmm. with a few wedding rings. It's my fucking choice. Yeah. I don't want any eggs, Haribo. Those are for fucking breakfast. <laughs> I didn't come here for breakfast. If you have sweets for breakfast, your parents are negligent. I don't want it. <laughs> Things have got to change, so, Jake. You're so reasonable, Dane. I can see how politics is really the future, <laughs> the future path for you. That's kind of, that's These kind of... ration sweets have to stop, Howard. They have to stop. No, 
Dane's Dane talking like a dictator. That's why I mean it's so this made is for him. This is just confidence. Yeah. This is just confidence. Him. I'm just saying, okay, these things um, need to change. There should be a rule against, look, you can't sell cigarettes separately. You shouldn't be able to sell fruit pastels separately. It's not okay. <laughs> it is not okay. Yeah. Because all that's going to happen is you're going to get a surplus of yellow and green ones because if you can pick them yourself, no one's picking those flavours. Think about it, Howard. Now you've got a surplus of green and yellow fruit pastels running down the street. Rivers of sugar. Rivers of sugar, Jade. No, I am sorry about this. I am sorry about this, Dave. It has been my fault that this has has come to our attention today. And what's so ridiculous is I asked this question and I've given up all sugar. So this whole thing's been torture for me for the last 25 minutes. So, um, yeah, thanks for answering the question, guys. It was, um, well, it was something, wasn't it? It was I've very, got some, it was very good question. I've got some good sugar alternatives here if you need any. Okay, I'm, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll drop you a line after the show, but it's time to throw it over to Dane for the final question of, of, of today's um, very sweet episode. It has been a very sweet episode, uh, both figuratively and literally. And with that uh, in mind, obviously, this is very much on brand for you, Jade, very known as quite a sweetheart in our former industry when it back when it existed. Um, oh. And... Uh, I was also aware of the subject matter of your debut show in Edinburgh, which is very good as well. Um, so I may know the answer to this already, but um, I'm going to ask it anyway. And uh, to you as well, Howard. Um, and also because you've uh, been in some very innovative and very cool culinary-based shows of late. Mm. So my question is, who would... It's a three-part question, but it's all about the same thing. So you are on a meal with somebody. It can be anybody you want, living or dead. And it is a five-course meal of which you can pick those courses. And so the question is, and it's your last meal, Jade. So <laughs> this doesn't have to be for a mortal reason, but just think of it as your last most significant meal. Or it could be the, or we could say this, this is going to be the most important meal of your life. And my question is, who would you be your dining partner and what would you guys eat? Um, um, well, this is a difficult question because uh, I could offend uh, people in my life if I don't say them so I'm gonna have to say it's gonna have to be someone that I'm not I don't have in my life Mm -hmm. um but uh I have yeah yeah I I have a basically if I was gonna pick a dinner party table there's a table full but that's not the question so it has to I'm gonna have to pick someone singular from if it if it it is the answer dinner party question let's do it that way because I want you to answer the question as easy as possible so let's do the dinner party question and you don't. Have, you can pick the dinner. It doesn't have to be in any courses or stuff. But you choose what's being mm. served, and you choose at the table. Let's say, for the interest of uh, topicality, it's a group of six. Because you have a to group have no of six. Yeah, no bigger than groups of six in this. Uh, who are all two meters. You don't apart. have to have six. You don't have to have six. You don't have to have well, six. You have less than six. Is the maximum. I would have that. I mean, if I'm being really sweet and cute and lovely and heartfelt, then obviously I would have Rich and Babs and Clayton and my parents and you two would be there as definitely as well. Um, But uh, if we're going to talk about like really spicy dinner party now, I, Everyone sort of, like people that you get on well with, someone that you don't have a sort of fiery relationship with in any way, are they fun for a dinner party? Because don't you want the fireworks? Oh, yeah. So, like, imagine you had, uh, imagine you just, like, got extremes of people in. So you've got, like, two opposing sides of human beings at a party. That would be thoroughly entertaining or the party would be over, wouldn't it? Um, Mm -hmm. But it would be thoroughly entertaining to host that party. But, okay. Um, So, 
and all, the people that are invited to this party, they, I mean, I should have answered this question before now, um, but people that come to this party, um, they, they want to be there as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So with all that in mind, uh, it's Baz quite Lerman, the soiree, it's quite, the, quite the soiree. <laughs> um, Baz Luhrmann, uh, nice. who who mm-hmm. is a director, as you know, mm-hmm. um, he, he made my favourite movie ever, which is Strictly Ballroom. So he would be mm-hmm. there. Great film. Um, so that's a film director. I would have... For those who uh, don't know, he also did Romeo and Juliet as well. And Moulin mm-hmm. Rouge. And Moulin Rouge. Australia. And if you don't know by and then, then that's why you're not at this dinner party. Sorry, Jade. Yeah, exactly. That's why you're not here. And that's he why you're not invited. Um, who else would be there? Um, uh, there's a visual image of the two of you sitting there already. Um, what me and Baz just like you and Baz just sitting there and you're waiting for your next guest. You know, it's lovely, isn't it? Lovely, lovely image. Just chatting, just chatting, just having a little chat. Um, okay, so the next person I would have would be. Okay, Sarah Silverman would be there. Oof, nice. Just because I think she would be great at a dinner party. Someone asked mm. me this ages ago and I said her, it's, well, not on a podcast, but someone asked me this ages ago and I said she would be a sort of, you you know, like a fu- a, someone who would like keep the conversation flowing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, who else would I have? Dane, you'd be great at a dinner party. Oh, thanks. Oh. I, just, I always feel like I have too many dietary requirements. <laughs> I mean, I like a little challenge. Howard, I haven't said you because, I mean, this is basically the first time we've spent any sort yeah. of significant it would be amount weird. of time I'd together. feel a bit weird. I'd have to find some kind of weird excuse for not coming because I felt like I didn't belong, Jade. Yeah. But thank you for considering me. It's very you know, nice of you. Howard, also, if there's any leftovers, I'll bring that for you, so don't worry. Yeah, so, exactly. I can get. I can, I can experience I'll bring you something. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about that. Don't worry, bro. Dane, I think you'd be a very, uh, I think you'd be a great person at a dinner party. So I'd have you you. there. Thank you very much. Um, So we've got Jade, Dane, Baz Luhrmann and Sarah Silverman. It's a lovely mix of faces. Uh, Nigella Lawson would be there. Oh, nice. Very nice. That's going to create some controversy, I imagine. I think that I feel it should be like, Dane, would you like to uh, join me here behind a microava for a little cheeky spliff? Yes, yes, I would, Nigella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kathy Bates. Oh, nice, oh, nice, nice. Very good. That's that's the six, isn't it? That's the six. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't mean Kathy Bates. I oh, which Kathy? Kathy? Burke. Burke. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah Kathy Bates is an Kathy actress. Burke. I think Kathy Bates would be great. That's a really oh, nice yeah. dinner. That's a lovely night. What are you having? And Will Smith. Can I have more? Yes, you, you can, can Will Jane. Smith. I mean, Will Smith's there available. Needs be, there needs to be a musical element to this party because yeah, someone's going to need to get up off the off the table and go and entertain everyone. He's mm, an all rounder. Plus, maybe he's it's like, a karaoke, maybe it's a karaoke meal, and you're, you know. I think an interesting uh, conversation would be like Dane talking to Will Smith about Scientology. I'd like yeah. to see that argument. You know. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. What are you lovely. doing? <laughs> Why, Will? <laughs> Why? It's like there's crumbs coming out of my mouth. These ain't crumbs, Will. Look at the size of them. These are full biscuits I'm spitting at you. <laughs> what, are you <laughs> what are you eating at your uh, uh, your your party here, uh, Jade? Well, I mean, let's do something new because I recently did this on another podcast. Um, mm. Just, I said that, I said like, you know, my ideal restaurant, but we're talking like last meal vibes now, aren't we? This is oh, a different, yeah. this is a different question. Mm. Last meal vibe. Well, last supper. Let's say last supper. Last more supper. Of, yeah, more of a nice estate you can think of. 
Uh, well, number one, my opening my opening gambit would be the most amount of shellfish one person has ever seen. <laughs> nice. So like oysters, clams, razor clams, mussels, cockles, um, sh- prawns, loads of different varieties of shrimp, crevettes, oh, nice. uh, lobster, crab. Lang- langoustines. Langus- ang- langoustines, are, you don't need them. Lobster's there. Langoustines oh, are hard that's to get true. into. That's true, that's true. I'm not a big shellfish fan, so I'm glad you didn't ask me. <laughs> uh, yes. I don't think the menu is very kosher, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's not, fam- not famously non kosher. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I would have that with, I'd have like a nice sort of uh, tomato y uh, sauce. I, I made one here the other day for. Um, mm. For Christmas, I did like a big prawn cocktail starter, but I would make that sauce again. How I did that was like I I basically whizzed up prawns that I'd cooked and made its own prawn sauce with the prawns mm-hmm. and paprika and lemon and everything. So oh, that would nice. be the number one. Um, then two, it's got to be meat. Uh, it just have to be steak, 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 just steak, like just short rib, anything mm-hmm. steak based, and then like some like amazing triple cooked chips by Heston Blumenthal. Ooh, nice. Um, That's uh, quite the the banquet, I imagine. Mushrooms, tomatoes, the whole lot. Nice. nice uh, salsa verde as well. Steaks can be lamb. Who knows? I mean, I'm up for all the meat, really. And um, yeah. what an image and what a cast of people to be uh, to be hanging with. It, it'd be a great night out. I mean, every- <laughs> and we, I hope we're doing beatboxing and rapping by the by the cheese board. That's what my um my plan is. So that's right. where you were. I had a party last year actually, and I invited someone that I know who I enjoy the company of, and mm. got on the piano at the end. But I kind of knew he'd do that. Yeah, so, nice. Like, I knew he was going to get up and go and play piano oh, at the end, point. and I sort of like. I sort of knew that, so that's why Will's there because I know that he's not going to be able to help himself. No, that's that's some good. <laughs> Jade, I've got to be honest with you. I'm giving this come down with me a full 10, y'all. The, the, the planning the has been very, very good here. I very like, I very like it. Great time. Great entertainment. Jade's a great host. I'm giving her a 10. So, that's all um, good. I wouldn't, be as, I wouldn't be as imaginative. I actually realised over Christmas that I'm quite boring, actually, um, if I'm honest. Uh, I think I, I know I'm quite boring, Dane. Um, I think I quite like just talking about football. Uh, quite a lot of the time, quite tragic. Re- re- realizing, that, quite tragic. Realizing that that's who you are, really. And I, I'm not going to kind of make a big deal out. I've got other interests, but like, so have, I just think. Have you, Howard? <laughs> I've got a child, so yeah, that's you him. Pretend, that's him. Uh, let's be honest. Oh, that's All what men. That's what men do at football matches. Look at my son Archie. Look at the size of him now. So, <laughs> this is so it's still football, really. Yeah, so basically, I'm quite up for. I'm I'm quite up for pie and mash with um, with Ian Wright. With uh, Thierry Henry, my mum's been in an advert with Ian Wright. Oh, oh wow! She spent Beautiful. a week. She spent a week with him. Was he a nice, nice man? He's really lovely, and he was very good <laughs> to my mum. And he's a massive flirt. And she like spent us a significant amount of time with him for a week. And oh, is amazing. in the advert. I'll send it to you after this. I would like to oh, see. Lovely. Very good. Lovely. Old righty. Yeah. There, there you go. There you go. How's he? Great. Great conversation. Natural flirt as well. Just to let you know, just to let you know, mum works in Asda and he was doing that. They did this whole thing where they put celebrities in a supermarket with them, um, with Asda workers. So that was what he was in. But he meant it meant he spent a week with my mum who worked in Asda at the point. Aww. I'm not from, and I just want people to know, I'm not from a family of performers. 
Right, right. Carry on, Howard. <laughs> yeah. So I'm having pie and mash with Ian Wright, Thierry Henry, Dennis Burkamp, and Arsene Wenger, and I just get to talk to them about that era of Arsenal that I loved. That's just easy night. I mean, that's just perfect night for me. And a stick Klopp in there as well. You got to Arsenal fan. So Klopp. I mean, he can he can be on the adjacent table, and maybe if we start to run out of Howard, stuff, he you can pop in. Just have loads of people you agree with on there. Have some <laughs> have some confused. Oh, it's going to get feisty. It's going to get feisty about who's the best player, and that's probably you know obviously I, I'm not, but. I, I haven't yeah. got Dame Baptiste and Sarah Silverman there to like sit there and snog each other. They're there to fucking argue. And also, yeah. besides, okay. I'll probably be flirting with Nigella, being like, Nigella, you yeah. go for another smoke. Yeah. She'll be like, I'm just, yes, just meet me quite. <laughs> I will be moving quite ethereally and slowly outside, and then I will begin with a vanilla scented uh, piece of Rizzler paper infused with several different spices, including this uh, Gelato 41 and this uh, Amnesia Haze. No I am turned on right now. I'm telling you, she's the best. Oh, listen, full figured talented woman who can make a spliff and a whole five course meal my cup yeah. runneth over as doth my spliff that's what I'm talking about Jade um, yeah. I, like, I but, like that Howard minimalist yeah. is cool simple minimalist and um, uh, easy easy for people to get their head around what I'm what I'm I've just realised I'm quite boring really in my life it's so, not you know, boring it's Howard it's not boring yeah. if that's what you want Howard <laughs> boring exactly. as if you conform for the sake of just a norm- exactly. normal normalcy mate but I imagine this episode has made our uh, listeners very hungry, Dane. It's been an edible episode, I it's, would say. It's been a great one. It's, it's very been, on yeah. brand for me, I'll be honest. Yeah. It's good, man. Listen, <laughs> listen, I mean, I can't think of any other ways that people are able to bond over food or over laughter. So the fact that you excel at both, Jade, poised to have a great 2021. For, to oh, be honest with you, my, my, my dinner would be very similar to yours. I'd have to have a lot of the same guests because I had such a great time last time. <laughs> for the meal... I'm somebody, my dining habits are, I'm very much into things like tapas and sushi and like tasted menus where you get to try lots of different stuff from the menu as well. And the one I'm most based on is, uh, and I don't care how bougie it sounds, so there's a place in London on Who Charlotte Street called... To? Don't apologise for that, You know, <laughs> thank you, Jade. People like to gut shame me sometimes. Um, don't you dare, so, not in my company. Right? So Rocker is on Charlotte Street is a, uh, a Asian fusion restaurant and they do a wonderful tasting menu. So it includes like a selection of like sashimi and stuff. And that's really nice. Mm. I'm much into that. I guess I have to be like sustainable and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we also have Bruce Lee at this uh, soiree. So who cares? And then uh, they had like uh, Korean lamb cutlets. Those are really nice. Madagascan mm. prawns, which are like a foot long. They're enormous. Um, like a sea bass uh, carpaccio. Which I really liked, um, and then one of my favourite meals to have foods to have is a uh, black cod and miso sauce. Black oh, cod is it. delicious. Mentioned oh. that a couple okay, of times, Dane. Yeah. Okay, it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do this right now, but I, we're going to just have to like completely disregard everything I've said <laughs> about food. And yeah. now, because he's come out and he swung his rocker around in his black cod, I will. I'm going to get rid of everything I've said, and my dinner party is going to be the entire menu that I had at the Fat Up. Oh! <laughs> that snail parish for your ass if you didn't know, people. It was oh nice. my goodness. I've heard insane things about that. I mean, they still got a waiting list, right? It's a waiting, waiting list for the Fat Dog menu. Uh, oh man, so nice. Not for me. You can come with me, so Dave. Nice. I would... You know what, Jade? If you ever have time to go to the Fat Dog, uh, please let me know and I would be so grateful. Let's it's go. Let's, let's do it. I'd be well up for it. Can we go still? Yeah. Well, are, they, are they closed now? Are they, are, are oh, right? now. But when we come out of this lockdown, we'll be able to go. Oh, I would love that. Oh, my God. Right. Listen, 
It's not. It's not a real dessert if it's not being cryogenically frozen. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. This this dessert's from 1942. <laughs> <Is> that, <yeah. laughs> what that's a what tasty. What a tasty, tasty episode that's been, Dane. I mean, I'm I'm starving now. I can't tell you how. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I but... thought we had to come up with more questions, so I do have another one for you both, just quickly. Yeah, what's 2021? Get a bonus in. Get a bonus in. Why not? What star sign are you both? Oh, Sagittarius. That's all mine. I'm Virgo. Um, are you Virgo? Yeah. 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 Oh, Virgo, Venus and Libra, Moon in Scorpio, Aries rising. So Ooh, that's my, what a little mixture there, Dave. I know. It's an ascendant. I hope it makes me more of an empathetic person. Um, can I just let the audience know and people know that Jade has promised me that she will, through her Cool Heston Blumenthal connections, get me a reservation at Fat Duck where I'll get to enjoy things like uh, nitro poached aperitifs, like vodka and lime sour, Campari, tequila and grapefruit, red cabbage mm. gazpacho, jelly of quail and crayfish cream, snail porridge, roast foie gras. I, uh, I mean, we'd have to do an entire new hour of recording for me to tell you what happened <laughs> when I, I went mean, there. But I'm telling you, it was the best culinary experience of my entire I life. I can see I that. Know. I can see that just by looking at this stuff here. Um, I am so happy for you. Um, have you ever, have you heard of a place called the Supper Club in Amsterdam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that is it. And that's when you learn the difference between going to a restaurant and having a dining experience. Because I was given yeah. a, a sashimi chessboard with various different cuts and pieces and stuff. Wow. And next next to me, this guy from this English guy was like, Oh, I don't know. I, I, I much prefer the Hulk's more. Have you got any steak or something with ketchup? I was like, <laughs> this is why we need, we need to leave the EU. You don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's not a for another time. Jade, <laughs> thank you for so much for piquing our interest and wetting our appetites intellectually and gastrally as well, my dear. Mm. Um, where people can take more and gorge themselves on more Jade Adams, where can they do so, please? On my website, jadeadams.com. But what I really want you to do is go to Amazon Prime and watch my special Serious Black Jumper. You'll love it. You will. Enjoy it, guys. It's, it's very good. Show. I guarantee it'll be great. It's an incredible show. And if you can still handle that comedy overload, please check out my special Life in the Soul Theatre, which is called mm. Dane. But check out Jade's first, guys, because a deal's a deal, and I'm going to the Fat Duck soon. <laughs> Jay, thank you so much for coming on the show, and I'm sure. Uh, well, we could, we could. You have to return again someday because we, we've, we've bet we've got so much more we can cover. I'm sure. I've got so many questions for you both have to <laughs> for another well, time. We'll, we'll have Jay, to save you know, it another time. Save it another time. But like I said, Jay, you from the beginning, you have always been a friend of the show. So anytime you want to come back along, please do. Uh, we'll have you. We'll be happy to have you back. I'd love to. Thanks for having me, you two. Listen, Take nothing care, better than Kit Kat and chatting, Jade. <laughs> <laughs> Kick out and chain. That is the vibe for 2021. Thank you very much, Miss Adams. I will see you very soon. You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste. For more from Dane, go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him on Twitter at DaneBaptweets or Instagram at DaneSnaptiste. Our guest was Jade Adams. You can follow Jade on Twitter at Jade Adams or on Instagram. Miss Jade Adams. The show is produced by me, Howard Cohen. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Howard Cohen. The show is mixed and mastered by Audio Culture. You can follow Audio Culture on Instagram at We Are Audio Culture. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DBQE Podcast. Thanks to Polly, Gelly, and the ACAST team for all their support. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 